you're managing a brand and they are reflecting that, um, are you doing enough? Are you trying to learn to create? Are you pushing your boundaries um, to do things you're maybe not comfortable with? If you want to stay alive, if you want to grow as a business, I think you have to focus on what content looks like for your business. Hey everyone, it's Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Okay, should I be in the fetal position or not? Our guest has not shown up, so we're going to be talking about something that just happened. I've talked about for many, well, for probably a year and a half, two years, uh, and that is ADA compliance. We're also going to have a couple of other topics today. But I am going to give you a very scary case study that just happened this week. So uh, let's see. Kelsey, can you hit the music? So let's get into this ADA thing. So the other day, uh, this is yesterday, I'm working with a brand. Uh, they have an e-commerce site. And they're getting sued for $50,000. Uh, and... This has not only happened once uh, this year so far, there's been a, a approximately 8,000 lawsuits launched from what I understand. I don't know if that's 100% correct, but something like that. Um, Wilfred Lightheart came on and he was talking about uh, uh, ADA compliance, uh, Americans with Disability Act. And you might think that this is nothing, but it's serious. And it's not the first time I've known something for some, this happening to somebody. But if you have a Shopify store, um, what hap what's happening is these blood-sucking uh, people are going after and trying to get a quick buck from small entrepreneurs. So they sue you for just a bit more than what you can uh, – then they sue you for between 10000 and 50000 bucks. That's what I've seen the trend being. And basically you pay and they're going after you a hundred percent. It's not a scam. They're going after you. So in this case, they, the, the lawyer, uh, the ambulance chaser that, that got to uh, this company was saying, Oh, my poor client couldn't buy a bottle of shampoo from your site. I'm suing you for 50,000 bucks. And it's 100% legit. There's a simple fix. We've talked about it twice before on this podcast, and that is putting on an app uh, either in WordPress or your Shopify store. Um, there are free versions out there, but I would highly recommend putting on a, a, um, a very diverse um, uh, app. Uh, and I, I think it's uh, Wilfred has a link. And we're going to be putting it on. I don't even know if we have it yet, but it, it might put it on tomorrow. Um, but anyways, I would highly recommend people go. It's a, it's like 300 bucks. You pay $39 a month for it, but it is well, 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 well worth it. Um, you can go and put the free app on, but it's not going to give you uh, the same amount of coverage. Anyways, 50,000 bucks, 300 bucks. Not sure about you. I'll take the the three hundred or the. I think it's thirty nine bucks a month. Uh, anyways, 
I just wanted to talk about that because it did happen. This is another time it's happened to one of the Lunch with Norm uh, 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 listeners. So just thought I should uh, tell you about that. And Kelsey, uh, you haven't been on yet, but uh, do you have the link to uh, Wilford's um, app? If not, he's going to be like, I talked to him today about it. And he said that uh, he'll send something over to us. Uh, no, I, I do, don't have the app right now. Okay. So he'll end up, link. he'll give us uh, his link and then we can uh, uh, just publish it because it's so bloody important. Uh, I, I had to relook at some of our websites because we put out a few new websites and uh, the websites, we just overlooked it. So the code is in place now. So uh, anyways, it's so, it, it's important. And what you're going to see when you install it, and this is with uh, typically any of the apps, is you'll see um, usually a circle with a wheelchair uh, down uh, on your site somewhere. You click on it, and it'll give the person a ton of different options. Uh, and it's really crazy. But one of the options um, is for font. And so some websites are made with a font that if you click the, the font button, you won't notice a difference. But somebody who has this disability will won't be able to read the website. So it's it's all sorts of different uh, types of um, uh, different types of uh, usages for this. And then all you're doing is you're just you know saving yourself from that grief and aggravation. And in fact, I should not only do something on ADA and get right into it. Maybe have Wilfred on, but I should also talk about cybersecurity and not just putting it onto your cell phone or website. But how do you protect uh, your WordPress site? How do you protect your Shopify site? How do you really protect? guys that are trying to hack into it all the time. So um, there are some really incredible um, types of apps out there that go way beyond like a McAfee. That, that, that does squat compared to a lot of these other sites out there. And you'll pay for it. But at the end of the day, again, it's an insurance policy. Yeah, sorry for the negativity at the beginning, but it's such an important uh, aspect of our lives because we work hard, we're small guys, you know, we're, we're entrepreneurs. And sometimes you've got these, I don't even, I don't even know what to call them, but these low life, immoral people trying to take advantage of us and they don't see the pain. They don't see the aggravation. They don't see the struggle, the resilience that we have to have, but they come and they try to take our hard earned cash. And it's absolutely appalling but what can you do when you have these thieves and ambulance chasers coming out of the woodwork trying to ruin your life um that's my opinion and you know i just i'm just going off but anyways let me do a proper introduction here so just kind of going back to the beginning today we're going to be talking about where amazon is headed in 2023 we're also going to be talking about the industry as a whole and what they're focusing on also, we got to talk about e-com, you know, how does that come into effect and where can wins be found in the e-commerce markets as well as Amazon and some state mistakes to avoid. Uh, okay, so this is where the music usually comes in, but we've already done it. Lunch with Norm, lunch with Norm, lunch with Norm. There we go. Today, we are going to discuss 
where Amazon's heading in 2023. Our guest is a thought leader in the Amazon branding space and owner of Marketology, a full-service Amazon marketplace agency. He has over 10 years of experience and has worked with over 300 global brands uh, since 2012. He has managed sales over 500 million, achieving verified partner status at Amazon ads uh, this year and global recognition for uh, his experience and outstanding results on the platform. Hi, Kelsey. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's always weird hearing the intro for me. I'm just always like, I don't know, who is that guy they're talking about? Um, but everything you were sharing, you know, before I came on the show, uh, the ADA stuff, um, the leeches coming out of the woodwork, so to speak. Um, just absolutely awful, but great information and, and, and worth sharing. And um, I was even taking some notes because I'm sure there's some sites we've come out with that we need to double check. So um, thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited hey, no problem. Here. Now, I do have to say one thing because it was a, a little bit out of sync today. Kelsey, remove, remove Andrew for a second. Now, I'd like to formally introduce our guest. So sit back, relax, enjoy your cup of coffee, and welcome, Andrew. There we go. <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed okay. it. Okay. All right. We got some stuff to talk about today. Yes, this ADA thing is, is definitely something that uh, um, uh, I almost you know, wanted to contact you before this and say, let's, let's talk about some security stuff. But what you were saying is... If you've got a website out there and it's recently been launched to, it could be 10 years ago. If it's a one page website, if you've got a blog out there, it is worth your while to go and at least put the free version on, which is okay, but go and get the app, a paid app that will go and do so much more for you. But let's talk, let's talk about uh, the, the, the next steps in Amazon and 2023. So lots going on over there. Why don't we just get right into it? And what do you think the Amazon industry uh, as a whole is going to be focusing on in 2023? Yeah, I thought, I thought this was just a great topic for today. You know, yep. um, we're going into the new year and at least me personally, I just been, um, you know, analyzing, analyzing the year, thinking about goals for next year. Um, trends like you know what's the focus going to be where, where should we be concentrating um and i think you know you're right anytime things get hard i feel like some of the worst of people come out um so you know even security i went to i went to school for computer science um got a security and networking degree back in the day and and my best friend uh actually is a run security at a, at a hospital here in kansas city so he's always pumping my brain with you know, be safer, more security, more security. Um, and I think just as a general overall, there's going to be more and more and more of that. And I think it's kind of like locking your doors. Uh, keep the honest man honest. Even if you have the free app or the free thing, it's better than um, having nothing. So absolutely right. golden advice. As somebody that's getting sued for a different issue, um, but one of those leech situations that just like, I'm like, I didn't even know that, you know. And so having to deal with that, I'm speaking from experience. Um, just wanted to ha hammer that nail on the head there. You know, uh, we should do, like, we, we talk about cybersecurity, uh, and there's different levels of it. So you you have your, um, 
you you have the ADA thing, which is one thing, but then you have uh, like simple viruses that come onto your computer, and people put their trust into like uh, an antivirus like McAfee. All right, that's really first level. Um, there's there's uh, cybersecurity uh, out, uh, outfits out there that go in and put like a ten times the level uh, of security onto your websites or onto your iPhone, and they can be costly. Like you're talking about the one that I I, I know um, is uh, it cost me a hundred dollars per computer or per device, and then you have your website. And so you've got to go out there and use Security or you know some of these sites that will will do that. And then you've got like just simple things that if you don't do it, and this happened to us a, a little while ago, it'll never happen again. I hope, knock on wood. But just changing default folders in your WordPress. So if you have like slash admin, well, guess what? Everybody has slash admin. So just change your default folder to a different name or a different location, which is going to stop the hackers from trying to find it off just right off the bat. Uh, I don't know about you. This is going down a whole different rabbit hole, but it's like, it was such good. It was so good that I had to just put, I had to put my two cents in there. Cause I just think uh, something that's not talked about a lot. I'm on a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts and not enough people are talking security. Yeah. It, Another layer of security is uh, your password protection. So, and one of the things with password protection programs, uh, some, I know, like, uh, this was goofy. I saw one of my friends do this, but they use RoboForm. But when you type in RoboForm, okay, they autofill their, auto, they autofill their password for RoboForm. So what the heck? I can get access. All I have to do is type in the, the RoboForm or LastPass and they have it auto-filled. They don't have it to two-step verification or anything like that. But using those type of um, password uh, uh, companies, password management companies, you can have, like I try to do 24, at least it's 24. Some sites don't allow it, but 24 number, uh, uppercase, lowercase symbols, and every single one, every single one of my passwords is different. You know, yeah. that's another layer of security. Also, uh, just this is just trolls, but trademark trolls, you know, make sure. And we've talked about it on the podcast before, but why do you spend money on a good trademark attorney? So trolls don't happen. You know, there's a lot of people out there. Um, matter of fact, I know somebody that got hit in Kansas City uh, with a, a, a troll um, just killed him, you know, went after, went after loss of profits and all this other stuff. And you've got to be careful with that. This is what a good trademark attorney will look out for, you know, for you. Um, they'll try to cover all those bases, all the classes that you're going after and, you know, just comes back down to security. It's not just selling a product on Amazon. It's protecting yourself. And you can go a step further with this, and that's insurance. Do you have the proper insurance? Does your 3PL have the proper insurance? Like All of these things come together to make sure that you might have some upfront costs, but if, let's say you, you've got a, 
a business that's doing okay. That might be 20 or 30 or 50 grand a month. You've got to start looking out for your business because it's not a side hustle anymore. It's a business. You got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think as soon as like, I'm not, I wouldn't say that, you know, you have to have all this stuff in place to even begin because right. that will stop so many people from even beginning. But, you know, I'm even in that phase now where I'm paying a ton of legal to just go back through all of my documents, to go back through all of my contracts as an agency, because I've gotten to that point where I can afford some help and I'm trying to get, you know, all of these things buttoned down and ironed up. So, you know, as you're growing, keep it in the back of your mind, be reading, be learning, be educating yourself. You know, what's the next thing you're going to do? Um, there's never been a time in my life where I've had more insurance. And that might sound crazy because I don't believe in insurance really in, the, in a lot of those ways. I don't love the system. Um, but I have more to protect now than ever. And so, you know, it's a process where I'm going through the different areas of my business from the 3PL and the Fulfillment Center all the way to, you know, we've got 40 employees now. Um, and just everything you're trying to cover looks different. You know, it looks different than when there's three of you in the office, um, you know, just trying, just trying to make a, a paycheck. Um, so I guess just, just planning for that, planning for that. You don't know what you don't know. Um, and so whether it's listening to podcasts or it's just getting people around you that know a little bit more about how some of these things go for me as someone that started really at just like the absolute bottom in regards to business acumen, I, I knew how to hustle and I knew how to work hard and things like that. But business acumen for me has been something that I've had to acquire and really learn and study along the way. And so there's just so much you don't know. Um, loopholes i guess like a uh, weak point right. i guess where people can get you and um you can't spend all your time obsessing about that but it is something that um go into focus on it try to get it you know ironed up iron tight and then back back out so you can't say in that negative space and i feel like insurance and legal and that is kind of negative but it's it's absolutely important to protect yourself and the ones you care about yeah and coming back to just setting up your side hustle as a business you know, making sure. So uh, I don't even want to talk about it. But, you know, I got that email from the government saying, hey, you know, your tax return from three years ago. Provide all the invoices, provide all the receipts, provide. And luckily, I'm anal when it comes to this. Like I am that person that collects every little piece of receipts. I send them over to my bookkeeper. They store them, but it's a lot of work. Now, yeah. I'm not talking about so much security here. I'm talking about something that you need to do because it's not if it's when it's going to happen. And that's just like your, your hacks. Okay. So the, uh, there's so much here understanding phishing emails, understanding these other types of emails, but also making sure that you have things in place. So if you do get that email saying you have to provide us with all of your travel expenses, all of your, and you know, we all know the, uh, the IRS it's expanding 80 some odd thousand extra people are going to be working and they're going to be looking into this sort of stuff. So you got to be prepared. And Norm, I got some good news. I got some yeah. good news. I, I just got audited by the IRS. I moved yeah. from I moved from Missouri to Kansas. So Kansas City is a city that's, you know, got a state line and you've got Missouri and Kansas. Like you could step on one side and step on the yeah. other side. So different laws adds a little complexity. 
Um, they owed me seventeen dollars. Seventeen whopping dollars. They owed me, so I went through this stressful process for like months, getting all this stuff together, and you know, working with my CPA and everything. And at the end of the day, they paid me seventeen dollars. So wow. I felt like I won. I felt like I came out a winner. You know, uh, I got a little tip here that uh, my buddy who uh, has a business card. So he puts everything, and there's a lot of Amazon sellers that do this. We take, you know, PPC, we charge it onto our cards, we pay it off, we get points, and the points gather. Then what do a lot of people do? I just saw Tony's thing here. They go on a personal vacation. They take their kids out. They buy microwaves and coffee and whatever it is. Well, this guy did it. And uh, uh, his name's Russ. He's a good friend of mine. And he got fined $40,000 because uh, it is a form of income, non-reported income. So when you do this, like when you have a business card, use it for business. Uh, if and, and even if you, like I know a lot of people are using personal cards to rack business points up. It's not right. Get one in your business name and use your personal card for your personal expenses and make sure those business points, and you can do what you want, but you can buy, uh, you, you know, there are things that you can buy. You can go to Staples, you can go to Best Buy and you can buy office equipment, but it should be going towards that. You can pay your event, like you can go and pay airfare to go to an event or a mastermind or whatever, but technically, it should be business related. Not, I'm not an accountant and I'm not giving advice. I'm just saying that this is an experience that one of my friends had. That was, uh, I, I see a couple of questions in here about TikTok I'd love to cover. Um, but as far as that tax stuff, like, you know, I've been, Martinology has been a slow climb to get where we are. I think we turned nine this year, Norm. And um, we were early, you know, we were early in regards to the, the industry even caring about Amazon and just like, you know, convincing people about Amazon back then and things like that. Um, but one of the first things I did, we talked about like getting insurance or getting security when you can or you get to that $50,000 mark. When, when do you start like getting those insurances in place that you need and things like that? My very first thing I did, uh, even before I had someone to help me uh, as a VA or an assistant or anything was get my CPA in place and get a bookkeeper to help me. Um, yeah. you know, be, be organized with my business. And that was my very first hire. The first thing I ever paid anyone to do. And, um, I've never regretted it. So that was never my strong suit. So I said, Hey, I'm going to go get some help here immediately. And, um, obviously I've learned a lot over the eight years, but when I knew nothing, I said, Hey, the best way to not get in trouble is to make sure my tax and my, you know, my, my banking and, and as much as I can is organized and clean. And, um, that's some advice I'd pass on to anyone trying to get started and trying to figure out where to spend. Now, we used to have a bookkeeper. She came to the house every day. Kelsey, you'll remember uh, Allison. Anyways, uh, Allison left. She was moving, but she came into the house every day. She did her bookkeeping. And uh, anyway, she had to leave, which led me to finding somebody in India. And right. they've taken on, we've got a few companies that they take care of. Very inexpensive, incredible uh, detailed. So all of the receipts. So uh, right now, Mary goes into my inbox every morning. She takes a look at all the receipts. She sends all the digital receipts over to them. If they don't have 
um, a receipt. So let's say something comes in from a company, um, MailChimp. Well, they have my last pass to go into MailChimp to grab that receipt each month. And uh, anyways, I, I don't have to worry. I don't have to stress that being done. Now, having Mary do that, all of a sudden, like she, she also organizes my inbox before I even wake up. So, which is really cool. Uh, but the, uh, the bookkeeper, man, quality bookkeeper, and they have five levels. So you come in at the data entry portion. If you have questions, it goes to the next level. They don't have as high as a CFO. So they have no fractional CFO stuff. But if you're looking for, you know, accounting advice, you, you can go up the ladder to them. Now I do have an accountant here in Canada, but at the, uh, it, that is something I think you have to have. So if you're in the US, you can outsource, but I want to have my accountant where I can sit across the table from them and, and talk to them. Norm, are you where where are you located? I'm not sure. I'm uh, two hours north of Toronto. Okay. I'm a, I'm a dually. I was born in Montreal. So grew, grew I, I was too. Okay, there we go. I didn't know we had that in common. I love that. Yeah, yeah, I was uh I was born in uh Chambly or uh Saint uh Saint Lambert. Okay, amazing. And I, we have beautiful beards and just there we go. Sense, you know, you know. <laughs> well, uh, yours has color. <laughs> it's it's uh it's getting a little white. I think this last couple of years have been like have been intense, so it's coming in strong. So I might be right behind you. I don't know. <laughs> so why don't we do this? Uh we've kind of gone down, we were talking about Amazon 2023, we kind of went down uh, because of my tangent, all these other rabbit holes, which means we probably got different. And then we'll get into some. Kelsey. Uh, yeah, sorry, Norm, you are, we're cutting out a little bit. I think you're yeah. back now. Uh, but we okay. missed about solid 10 seconds of speech right there. If you it, was, it was uh, about you putting up a, where'd you go? I was going to say, just ask the questions now that we have or comments, and then we'll get on to another topic. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So go through the questions that we have. Yep. All right. Um, so going, let's start with um, the suing um that you were talking about that was happening yeah. at the beginning of the episode. So with Marina, she was saying, are they suing only Canadian companies with that ADA compliance? No, no, argument? no. This is uh, American companies. Uh, so it's the American Disabilities Act. Okay. And then uh, next question uh, is from Rad. It's actually about TikTok. Um, will the TikTok talk, uh, shop challenge Amazon in 2023? Um, or is Amazon going to start bringing on TikTok style videos? What are your opinions? Norm, I'll go first if you don't mind. Sure. I, I'm pretty, I'm passionate about TikTok. Um, as as an agency owner, working with brands, always trying to have, always trying to find ways to make them win. Um, and as a brand owner myself, I'm I've got um, equity in 15 brands, minority equity in most of them. Um, a couple of them I own outright. But essentially, you know, what happens if Amazon gets to a stalemate with a certain brand or a certain product? Uh, you get you get uh, blacklisted from PPC because you're dealing with a huge competitor or these off Amazon strategies just really matter in regards to getting a product going, getting momentum on it and being able to really understand a full 
e-commerce cycle, whether it's TikTok or Facebook or email marketing or SMS or any of those other channels, they're all relevant when it comes to e-commerce. Okay. And so when I think e-commerce, even though we're talking Amazon, I'm always thinking holistic e-commerce. I'm thinking Amazon. I'm thinking web. I'm thinking social. Uh, I'm even thinking retail. How does everything work together? And so for me, TikTok has been a huge, huge focus. Um, I think TikTok has reshaped the way that social media algorithms are working today. And I think that Instagram reels and YouTube shorts and these have adjusted to TikTok's um, kind of way of, of getting seen. So instead of it's just pay to play, TikTok has gone in on the organic reach where it's still kind of like LinkedIn, it's still allowing people to see posts, it's still allowing people to see content um, without just paying for it. And it's more like, what do people like? Let's show the people what they like. So I say that to say that there's, each one of these channels that comes out, I think, as 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 digital and, and technology evolves, might come out with a new thing that kind of pushes the others. And it's kind of just this give and flow. And the best one wins at that time. And then the others will catch up. Instagram just came out with some kind of like tweet thing yesterday that everyone's just commenting about, like, what is this? What is this? So I think that that's always happening. And I think that Amazon, the question said, like, well, is Amazon going to bring TikTok style videos? I think Amazon is is behind when it comes to like social content they're trying they got the follow button on the storefront they've got amazon live videos they've got you know the ability to have videos on the storefront and on the listings and in search results now and and they're doing those things but it's not it doesn't have virality in my opinion it doesn't have the ability to be viral an amazon post is not going to go crazy like an instagram post could or something like that so i don't think amazon's going to copy exactly like that I do believe that that TikTok um, and not TikTok shopping, just like Instagram shopping, never like slowed Amazon down. I think that they have their place. And I think that um, anything exciting you should focus on as a brand and try to understand it and see if that's an opportunity for you. And I think that TikTok specifically is a great product, uh, a great tool for, for people selling products that like are inventions. Um, like those kinds of things, something new that someone doesn't know about. TikTok can be a great way to get exposure on those because there's not a lot of direct search to those. Um, but I think it's more exciting to think about, uh, you know, TikTok's evolution and evolving. I saw three states out, uh, outlawed it yesterday or banned it yesterday, uh, three new states. So just continuing to stay on that. I'm spending a ton of time on TikTok from micro-influencers macro influencers to the brand posting content themselves. All three of those things, our friend Paul Barron, you know, works with influencers in that way, the micro influencers. Um, I think it has a, a major impact. And what I'm seeing so far, just running TikTok funnels, essentially content on TikTok to a landing page, that landing page, either converting on the website or sending them over to Amazon and converting there. I'm seeing amazing things. It's definitely got my attention. Um, it's not about winning. It's about how do we use these things, I think, is really where I get excited. So is this a topic, your system for finding influencers, using influencers, and getting results? Can we get you on the podcast to talk an hour about that? I would love to. I would love to. And um, just between us, you know, I probably spent the last two years um, – organizing, managing, optimizing my business, setting myself up for scale, you know, SOPs everywhere and, and process and management KPIs and boring shit, honest, like just eating my soul in some ways, yeah. because that's not who I am as an entrepreneur, but it's what my business has needed. And now I'm spending some time just really 
back in some fun stuff for Andrew, so to speak, which is, you know, how to build brands, building and creating and innovating and understanding how that stuff works is really my sweet spot. So I've been really fired up about it and, and would love to share any of that with, with people that want to get into that deeper. Perfect. Okay. So uh, before we go any further, uh, I just wanted to uh, let everybody know that we will be having a Will of Kelsey today. Um, it's hashtag Will of Kelsey, tag two people, and you'll get an extra entry. Uh, Andrew, do you want to talk uh, to everybody about what the giveaway is today? Yeah. So I was just talking with Kelsey before the show. And, um, you know, the best thing that I can do, you know, in my opinion, as a giveaway is essentially give people, um, you know, my feedback or my thoughts on on their business and what they're doing. So I'd like to give away a free 30 minute call uh, with someone and we can talk about whatever you'd like in regards to your business, whether it's off Amazon strategies or on Amazon strategies. Um, so just giving away some time um, to just chat and specifically about about someone's business and giving me time to dig in. Awesome. And before I forget, uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin King, uh, he is doing a, a drive and a GoFundMe drive uh, for a charity. And, uh, you know, him and his wife uh, get really involved with, uh, especially this time of year, uh, with uh, different types of charities. And I took a look at it and I really want to help support him and V uh, and and getting some donations here. So Kels, I don't know if you can uh, put up that, uh, that link, the GoFundMe link. Uh, I think it's worthwhile. And um, it's something that uh, if you can, if you think you can support it, great. Uh, if you can't, don't worry about it. But uh, it, it, it looks like it's a really worthy GoFundMe account. All right. So now, uh, kind of stumbling around for a bit, how about we go to a sponsor and then we'll come right back with Andrew. I want to thank Jeff Schick Legal for sponsoring this episode of Lunch with Norm. You've probably heard on the podcast about Amazon suspensions. They're very real. It can happen at any time. And when it does happen, how do you get out of it? How does the little guy like you and me get out of these suspensions without paying an arm and a leg in legal fees? This is where Jeff Schick Legal is here to help. For a very low monthly retainer, for only $89, get access to Amazon attorney Jeff Schick. That's right. You can sit back, relax, enjoy that cup of coffee while listening to the Lunch with Norm podcast, knowing that you have an advocate and a partner in your business success. But wait, just mention Lunch with Norm and receive 50% off the first two months. Get the protection you need and visit jeffschick.com today. That's J-E-F-F-S-C-H-I-C-K.com. Now let's get back to the show. Wow, I can spell. Whew. <laughs> anyway, um, I want to just talk a bit more, not so much about TikTok, but more posting. And, and again, this is kind of going back on topic, strangely enough. But for 2023, I know we've been doing a lot with Amazon posts. We've been trying to do a lot with Amazon Live. And I, I don't think a lot of people are still using it to its uh, effectively. Full potential, full potential. Yeah, the full potential. And I don't think people are using influencers on, uh, on Amazon as well. Um, just to give you an idea, we had one of our friends, Gracie Rybeck, 
um, she did uh, she did us a favor, and we posted something for ten minutes, and she got sixty orders. Hey. Uh, you know, oh, Norm said, blah, blah. She did it. We, we were just talking. She did this as favor. And all of a sudden, there were 60 orders. And it was like, oh, my gosh. You know, I, I couldn't believe it. So if you hear that, you know, these influencers in Amazon, now she's an A-lister, right? There's three different types, Rising Star Insider and A-lister. But check them out. Try using them and see how that works. And don't forget, uh, when you're working with an Amazon influencer, so Drew, you or Andrew, but I know you go by Drew, right? Yeah, both. Both are fine. Okay. So, anyways, uh, when you're going and you're looking for these influencers, uh, I guess you really want to see, first of all, what's your budget? You want to make sure that you've got somebody that is sort of your brand's personality. And probably more important, you want to make sure and give clear instructions to the influencer how you can use that product is it just on their site or can you um it, can you use the video and put it on your social media or snippets of it or can you share it um as you go on for like if you go into live creator and you use Streamyard and you can use that video do you have any tips for people 2023 starting to try to build their brand community yeah i i do um there's so many things you can do, guys. Like for me, I try to break everything down in business is just like relationships. As simply, as simply put, just like think of it in, in a general sense of just like relationship building. Um, and you can ask someone to do you a favor or you can build a relationship with someone. There's two different things. And sometimes it goes one before the other. Um, you know, some of the tips are, you know, I started on Instagram when I was really brand building at the beginning, eight, nine, ten years ago um building my influence and and i moved away from instagram i'm still there but it's just that's not where i'm going to get business it's not where i should have been focusing spent a lot more time on linkedin um as a thought leader as a as an agency owner so kind of one is like where do you want to build that audience and where what comes natural to you and i think that's a good starting point is just thinking about okay if i'm going to create content every single day maybe i'm best with voice and i should do a podcast or you know maybe i'm great with with the written word and so linkedin or or a blog or somewhere like that is a great place to build an audience so one kind of feeling what your strong suit is you you, you should be doing all of them but if you're going to start start with one that you know comes natural to you comes comes a little bit easier um and then it's just being consistent being consistent with whatever you're doing if you're if you're building an influencer little influencer army as i call them or a bunch of ambassadors um, cause I like the micro influencers. I like, you know, I like the, the influencers that have got, um, really good engagement and several thousand followers. You know, you don't need these massive players to, to really make some headway. Um, and so, you know, it's consistently talking to them, just like if you m meet a girl on a date, if you never text her back the next week, you're not probably getting that second date. You know, you've got to stay in communication, make her feel like, you know, you care and you're there. So same thing with your brand. Um, as a brand, you're creating relationships with these people that are going to help you build it. And so think of that. Um, think of it in that way. They are helping you. You're not really helping them. And so what can you do for them? Can you give them assets? So talking to them about what they need. Hey, how did the last post go? Um, giving them feedback, things like that. Think of it very relationally. Um, when it comes down to like, where do I find them? How do I get them? How do I talk to them? What do I say? What's my pickup line? Um, you know, if you're selling on Amazon, it can be a little bit easier because um, 
you're specifically saying, okay, I'm going to go find influencers that are Amazon. They have Amazon links or they're an Amazon associate. And it's kind of a little easier to talk their lingo. And, you know, there's the brand referral fees uh, or brand referral. Um, the program. For. Yeah. The brand referral program, which is like, you know, essentially if they, if they create an Instagram post and it says swipe up to buy on Amazon and they've got a tag there, um, you as a brand, if you're working with them correctly, can get 10% back from Amazon. They're going to give you 10% back on your fees. So you can turn that around there. and give that to them. Let's stop there for yeah. a second. So we just had a, a question <laughs> earlier about um, working with brand referral. And I was explaining that it's really uh, a two-step process. And I don't know if you want to get into it, but it's the Go attribution, ahead. the referral, and then being able to take the, the tag and putting it onto the social post or blog or whatever is going to be driving traffic. You want to talk about that for a second? Because I think that's a, for Amazon sellers, a 10% credit, the average is a 10% credit. It could be much higher or much lower, but a 10% credit back on gross sales is pretty significant. Yes, it's huge. And, and it's a great way to get those relationships going with the influencers. So to bring it full circle, if you're getting 10% back on, on, on Amazon and this influencer is, let's say, getting a 3% commission from Amazon, um, there's some room to play there with those yeah. percentage numbers. That could be what you're paying the influencers. That's how you can incentivize them. That's how you can um, you know, justify inside your business, okay, I paid this person 100 bucks to do it. You know, I made X, Y, Z with their posts just on the referral fees I got back. This is a wash. This is a good program. Um, what you're trying to get, in my opinion, with off Amazon influencers is what we all love on Amazon, momentum, right? That's what, that's what giveaways used to be and search, find, buy, and all these things a long time ago before we knew better, um, was you're trying to get momentum on products by doing giveaways or by running a bunch of PPC or by, um, you know, product inserts that are telling people about your new products. So all we're trying to do with these influencers is essentially supplement what we've already got going on Amazon. So you, you create your good listing um, and you're trying to get these influencers to go. So like Norm says, a two-part process. You have the process of, as a brand owner, um, you know, having brand registry and getting the brand referral links set up to be able to give to the influencers. Then you have to give that that link that you've made for them and you can customize it to their name or whatever you're wanting to do um, for each post that they're going to do. You're giving them a link that whenever they use that on their post, on their tag, in the bio, whatever they're doing, and that sale comes over to Amazon, they're going to get credit for it uh, and you're going to get credit for it. So um, it's a little technical. I know of like one software. I know there's more, but um Pixel me, it makes it pretty easy if you're a beginner to essentially create links, uh, attribution links and get those referral links set up. If you're a novice, you don't really understand that world. That can be a good place to start, but you can do it for free and not have to pay for a software either. So it really just comes down to your knowledge. Um, and, you know, start small, start with a couple. You don't have to build this massive army like I just mentioned or get a massive influencer, but get a couple links like that to work with an influencer just posting. Um, I see a question down here about downsides to influencers for a new product. And I don't know of any downsides um, to using influencers other than choosing a, a bad representation of your product. You or know, time. Someone doesn't, ref doesn't reflect you. Yeah. Or time. Or time. time. time uh, if you're, if it's time can be, well, times a time suck uh, until you get your systems in place because, and this is something Paul Harvey was saying, 
he and 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 Paul, uh, Paul Barron. But you can go out there and you can try to reach out, whether it's an agency or whether it's it's you're doing it as an individual. It's not hard to do. You go and find them on, uh, you know, you go and find your demographic. You check them out on Instagram or TikTok or wherever. And, you know, their techniques usually is you, you go follow, comment, then send a direct message or just send a direct message. Uh, try to make it more personalized, something towards your yeah, your um, your persona or your your uh, uh, your brand's uh, profile. Yeah, your brand's yeah. identity. And uh, anyways, here's the stats. And if you're different than this, uh, Andrew, just let me know. But uh, Paul Harvey sends out 100 to 150 invites a day. He gets back between 10 and 15 uh, responses a day. Uh, out of those 10 to 15, he'll end up uh, getting two or three of those people to actually do something worthwhile. And out of those people, one maybe two videos are half decent. So uh, I don't know if you've had any other experiences like that, but once you can streamline this, once you can put those, like the personalization has got to be there, but the yeah. system, the workflow, uh, it can be uh, systemized, but it's, it, it's work. It's nothing. It's definitely work. It's definitely work. Uh, anywhere you're going to focus is work. Um, me personally, like, so I've worked with, uh, you know, Kevin Hart and Nikita Dragon and Bobby Parrish from Flav City and, um, you know, some really big influencers or, or the brands behind them are what I'm getting hired to work on, right? And I'm working along with them in their PR firm or whatever. So I've seen the power of what a big influencer can do. You have a brand that's just not getting any traction. You put Kevin Hart behind it and boom, you can imagine, uh, you know, seeing his face on stuff. You're buying trust is what you're yeah. doing. This is what influencer marketing is. You're getting trust. I love, at least on TikTok where I'm at, um, if you as the brand can create good content instead of needing the influencers, I am, I'm for that. Like, so let's say on TikTok, there's three strategies. There's like the Kevin or like on social media, there's the Kevin Hart play, like a really big influencer, a big name that everyone knows. There's the micro influencers, which is, a bunch of people like me and you norm that like you know you get an army of us and we post about you know an event or something like that and then you've got uh the brand making content themselves and if you as the brand can make engaging funny consistent content um as the advertiser as a creator becoming your own media company so to speak i think the success rate is a lot lot higher personally um you know because you're able to recreate that you're able to tweak you're able to try a video and it doesn't work try a different video it doesn't work try the third video oh it starts working pay attention to that make more like that um versus if you're getting an influencer you're kind of shooting in the dark a little bit uh in regards to the video like you talked about 150 down to maybe a couple videos that are decent um, well, you can spend almost that same amount of time making sure you create two videos that are decent on your own post. So right. there's, there's nuance to all of it and you're spending time on all of it. And so in some cases it's like, I just went and hired Paul Barron for one of my brands because I didn't want to build the influencer army myself because I ain't got the patience for it. But yeah. when it comes to like creating content as the brand, I love coming up with ideas there. I love talking to my team about those ideas and what kind of posts and content and messaging we want. Um, so it's, it's uh, you know, I, I feel like sometimes I'm going in circles, but like it's it's really testing out the different ones like that. The, the influencer army stuff, I still haven't nailed that. I don't think I, I haven't 
um, got it down to a science where it's 200, you know, outreaches a day and, and 20 conversions from that. Cause it's a number, it's a matter of the numbers. Um, you know, it's a matter of the numbers. And if you go out there, if you hit on enough girls at the bar, one of them is going to give you her number. That's it never happened. Never, it never has that happened. ever happened never to me. Happened. Never has that happened. Um, that's kind of how I feel about the blind outreach, you know, as a brand is just like, you're kind of going up to someone blind and saying, Hey, I want you to care about me and my product and my brand. Right. Um, so I'm just kind of I'll, curious uh, over at the chat. Well, not the chat agency anymore. Um, Influx agency. That's it. Uh, are you working with Hayden? Um, I'm not. I've just been like me personally. I've just been talking to Paul. My team could potentially be. They they they've kind of been running this. This is a brand that we work for on Amazon, and so I just made you know a referral over to Paul and the, and the team. Okay. Um, it's it's not one of my personal brands. Okay, yeah, Hayden's uh, Hayden works at uh, Paul's uh, company, so that's my okay. other son. <laughs> okay, okay, I yeah, didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, so uh, all right. Oh, one, I guess one last thing I should talk about just with influencers, and then we'll go to the last question. Uh, it's just more of a comment. So we've had two people on here, um, uh, uh, Brenda Ruby and also uh, Joe Martin. So Brenda is uh, known for snow and they went strictly with larger influencers, Gronk, uh, 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 McGregor, Connor oh, McGregor. Wow. Uh, okay. And they, they went for some really large people and they ended up selling in a very short period of time for a hundred million dollars. Wow. And so that was all based on high quality influencers. Now, Joe, he's been on, uh, and uh, I think he was at the same party I was at this weekend. But uh, anyways, um, Joe started BoxyCharm, and he wanted high-quality premium products in a subscription box. Started selling it a few years ago, and he, he has the money to do this. He went, and he was able to go to some A-listers. Like, I'm, I'm talking high-end celebrities, Kardashians. So that's one of the people that were promoting his product. And uh, anyways, he just sold to Etsy, not Etsy, but Itsy, and uh, 500 million bucks. $500 million. So wow. he, he said on the podcast, anybody can go back and listen to this. He said he only, only, did pod uh, worked with podcasters? Or sorry, worked with podcasters. Worked with influencers. He did no other form of marketing. None. Only influencers. Wow, Isn't that crazy. Um, yeah, it's trust building, guys. And it, I think that if you're going to build that trust, the influencers have spent ten years, fifteen years to get influence. You know, sometimes more than that. So what you're doing is you're essentially buying your way in to trust. And reputation. Yeah. Amazon gives us a lot of trust over websites. That's what Amazon, that's why Amazon has dominated e-commerce is people trust Amazon and we've benefited from that by, by being Amazon sellers. We're benefiting and piggybacking on that trust. You get off of Amazon and you start needing that trust from scratch. Well, what's a great way to do that? Influencers. Well, I believe you can also use influencers for Amazon and really be a game player. Mm -hmm. But um, that's what, when we, when we break it all the way down, what are influencers? Influencers are, are essentially we're getting trust on our products, trust on our brand. 
Um, and you're getting that visibility. Okay. You're getting extra eyeballs from whatever they bring. But the hope is, is that who, that influencer, male, female, child, dog, whatever it is, whatever it is that has influence is essentially has people that follow them, that engage with them and that trust what they do. And they're an example. They're a model, so to speak. And so if they love your toothpaste, these people are going to love your toothpaste. Right. And so, um, you know, you can do that yourself and you can build trust and reputation. It's just going to take you years, in my opinion, to get it, to get real, real trust and real reputation. Um, you can go viral. That's not trust. That's just eyeballs. Um, and so what influencers like affiliates, like word of, it's just a digital version of word of mouth and word of mouth marketing has always been the best marketing that there's ever been. It's the cheapest and it's the best because it's a friend, it's a loved one, it's an aunt, it's an uncle, it's a, it's a mom telling you, Drew, I think you need this like new backpack. It's amazing. And you know, well, my, my dad told me to go get it and I love my dad and I trust my dad. I'm going to go check it out. So just think of it in those simple, simple terms. That's really what it is. Um, if you have connections, great. If you don't have connections like the Kardashians and you're having to buy it and pay for it, just how do you want to get there? One thing I like about making the content yourself is that you own it. It's never going to go anywhere. It's always going to be a part of your brand, those kinds of things. When you're using, you know, influencers, um, you know, they post and it's gone. They post and that content, you know, is not living on your site. You're not in direct control of it. Um, so just think about long game, think about short game um and try different things try different things spread it out over time um you know like if you just think about some of the principles that used to work with search find buy and the algorithm and things like that what were they doing they were trying to give you five ten sales a day for two weeks or three weeks long and it was telling the algorithm um okay this item's getting some sales it's getting some momentum well that's black hat we don't do that anymore no one should be doing that at least that's how i feel no one should be doing that but you can recreate those same kinds of effects by using an influencer, yep. using this influencer for a couple of days, using this influencer for a couple of days, using this influencer for a couple of days, using my SMS or my email marketing I've been building on my site to do a little blast and get some traction on Amazon and really being strategic about, um, you know, getting eyeballs and the things you're doing and, and how to get some incremental sales in addition. I, I'm always thinking Amazon, but getting additional, you know, if you're getting five, 10 a day on Amazon and, and you really want to be up to that 20 mark, but, but PPC is going to cost you too much to get there because of this specific product. Where else can you go and get two, three, four, five sales a day? Uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, mountains and 60, like you got in that post, like immediately. Um, it could be a couple a day for a week and it's going to make a big difference uh, in your ranking and, and your product. And um, yeah, just think creatively guys, just think creatively. Okay. Last question for me, <coughs> excuse me is the the mistakes what mistakes are you seeing uh amazon sellers making or what mistakes do we do you think are going to be happening in two, uh, 2023 well um you know i'm someone that makes a ton of mistakes so we can talk about amazon sellers and just know that i'm talking about myself as well um you know i think some of the big mistakes are um you know, having a supply chain that only has, you know, one source. So not diversifying your supply chain. Um, if you're in China, think about Mexico. If you're in Mexico, think about China, you know, those kinds of things. Um, diversifying your supply source, um, you know, not having any other, uh, not having any other method of getting new customers besides just Amazon. So even if you're an Amazon seller, what happens if, a uh, pandemic happens and only essentials are sent in. What happens if, uh, you know, you need to go get new customers somewhere else? What happens if a competitor comes onto Amazon that wasn't there before and starts blacking you out? 
and you can't get any PPC real estate. What are your other pivots around um, marketing your product outside of Amazon PPC because it's gotten harder? Another thing I would say that they're missing is um, evaluating their their actual like um, their like packaging and their 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 pallets and uh, you know their fulfillment and warehousing part of their business. That's the biggest area to find profit as everything gets harder. Um, spend 30 days thinking about your product packaging. Could you get a little bit smaller and get into a different tier? Could you bundle? Uh, you know, could you kit a little bit better? Could you get more products on your pallet going in so that your costs are lower um, on your containers? So, you know, what are all the things you're doing in there to find profit? What are all the things you're doing in your marketing um, to find new customers and make sure you don't ever get just so, uh, you know, pigeonholed into one thing that if something happens, you're messed up. And, um, and not paying enough attention to content. Amazon sellers are like, look, I've got this algorithmic uh, marketplace that I just list product and put them up and they sell. Um, and so they haven't spent, they've spent enough time on operations and people have gotten really good operationally and people know how to analyze a spreadsheet and people know how to like, you know, find, find people to do that. They don't spend enough time creating. And at the end of the day, um, you know, content, I know it's been preached by everyone, but whether it's Amazon posts or live or storefronts or your story, this is how we're interacting with people in 20, in 2022 and 2023. We're interacting with the content that we make. And so, you know, putting enough effort there, um, you know, whether it's your images or your PDP or your A+, I've just seen it really, 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 really pay off to the point of putting my agency out there in front saying, we're doing content, we're doing content, we're doing content to kind of share the message. Um, but I think that's what it, most Amazon sellers can do just a little bit better is really just think about, they're like, I'm not a content creator, so I'm not going to do it. And um, all of us are human beings. And I believe that all human beings are made to create at some level. We're all creators at some level, whether it's with your iPhone or it's, um, it's dinner and you're a chef and you cook for the family or whatever. We all create. And um, so if you're if you're managing a brand and they are reflecting that, um, are you doing enough? Are you trying to learn to create? Are you pushing your boundaries um, to do things you're maybe not comfortable with? If you want to stay alive, if you want to grow as a business, I think you have to focus on what content looks like for your business. So I know that was four or five things out there, but I think those are some of the main ones. Yeah, great, great point. And uh we're just about to open it up on the questions that we have. I think we have three questions, but don't miss out. We have a hashtag wheel of Kelsey today, tag two people. You get a second entry. And if you've been listening to Andrew, this podcast, you'll know he's, he has a ton of knowledge. So he's giving away a 30 minute consult. Uh, Kels, can we start with the questions, please? All right. Yeah, let's go for it. We had a, a couple more TikTok questions uh, from Tony. Uh, I'm experimenting with four different profiles on TikTok. Uh, how can we speed up the process of editing? I, I love that you've got four different profiles on TikTok. Um, that's something that I've been doing as well. You post on all four and one of them will take off and then you make that one your primary. Um, so that's a, that's a fun strategy. Um, don't post the same video on all four spread them out over four days. So like, let's say you create four pieces of content, um, post one on one, the other one on the other, the other on the third, the other on the fourth. And then the next day, if you're going to do that same thing, alternate that, that first video onto the second account, second account on the first account, third account on the fourth, et cetera, like that. So Amazon, I mean, TikTok will keep your video from getting as many views if they see that you have a duplicate, exact duplicate piece of content on another account. So that's just a little free tip. Um, 
how can you speed up the process of editing? So, um, you know, the, the people I work with edit most of the stuff. I'm not personally editing them. Um, some of it comes down to just like the style of content that you're doing. Are you trying to create like something that changes like a visual every second, you know, da -da 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 -da, all over the place. It's a lot more editing than if you're just doing a freestyle video like this and, and cutting it up two or three times. Um, you know, there's so many advantages to like editing it on the app, on the TikTok app, uh, app and making it native there. Like, like, for example, if you're editing or adding captions on the TikTok native app, um, it actually counts as SEO on TikTok versus if you add a third party app to do your captions and you're editing, th that doesn't rank for SEO. Does it look great? Sure. Maybe that helps convert more. Sure. But it doesn't count as SEO. So it's, it's kind of understanding that editing process and then creating for, you know, how you can edit faster. And then if you're doing it yourself, um, you know, I think the best way, I, this is how I've done everything as an entrepreneur is I essentially go into it myself, learn it, and then I go find someone better than me to help me out. But I need to be able to explain to them what I'm trying to do and what mm. I've done and how to do it and then go find someone just so much better um, at it than me. So I, I'm, I'm sure that's not, that's not an exact editing tip, but hopefully that's a little helpful. All right. What else we got, okay. guys? All right, next question um, from Chad. I can give the influencer my brand referral link, and they can also use their Amazon influencer link. Is that correct? Norm, do you want to take that one? Yeah, uh, there is no brand or attribution link that you can give an influencer when you're going live. So uh, that is uh, that's taboo. You're not allowed to use both. Um, but you can definitely, if the influencer is uh, driving traffic from an external source, so it could be your Shopify site, it could be some other site, it could be Facebook or any type of social media, you can definitely um, uh, give them your attribution link and then any of the posts that you're putting on or, or providing, they can, or sorry, yeah, you're going to provide them with the attribution link and one of the things that I would highly recommend is that you would have a different attribution link for the different channels or posts that you're doing so you know where the traffic's coming from. Uh, one of the mistakes a lot of people make are they, they try to keep it really simple and have one link that brings in all external traffic. And where do you, you just have no clue where this traffic's coming from. So um, just a couple of tips there. The more segmented you get with the links, the better is yeah. essentially what Norm's getting at. It's more work. And that's why that's why I recommended Pixel Me because I think if you have 20 influencers, you should have 20 different links, you know, and maybe more, maybe more than that. So it just gets time consuming. It can get complicated, but you really need to understand what posts are working. The point of even working with influencers or posting content and videos is essentially to post and analyze, post and analyze what worked with that one, what didn't work. Um, when it works, how do we create more of those? And so if you don't understand even what posts out of the 20 you have out there is the one that actually brought in the five sales that day, um, you've kind of lost the whole point uh, of doing the exercise. It's really to understand, you know, what's working. And so those links and the accuracy of them and the number of them is really how you get down to the data that, that we care about. Yeah. And I saw this uh, comment from Chad. So uh, yes, you're going to so oh, if like, can I just uh, read it out uh, so the audio listeners can uh, sure, hear? So uh, from Chad, uh, he says, so the influencer will want to use their Amazon link. Is that correct? That's 100% correct. And one of the things that you can do, 
um, you can create a social media um, coupon. So let's say you're going live again and uh, the social media coupon will allow you to share with the influencer. Uh, if you're using a percentage uh, percentage off coupon, it doesn't work. But if they're going live, they can load it into their uh, carousel and you'll see that they'll have a 10%, 20%, 5% discount um, with the product. And that product will be on the influencer's page. So they'll use their affiliate link. Um, so when they're talking live, somebody goes and buys it, they will, uh, it'll go to their page. They'll, uh, they'll, it, they will have a tracking link that will show that it came from you. So um, yes, they'll use their, their own affiliate code. So you don't have to worry this, about it. Yeah, the brand referral part. So they're never going to see the 10% that you get back from Amazon. But let's say you're negotiating that with them to give them some of that. Let's say 5% of that. So they've got their 3% from Amazon from their link. And you're getting 10%. And you're like, I'm going to give you 5% of my 10%. So they get eight. Well, what you have to do and arrange with them is essentially at the end of the month, say, I need to see your totals. Yeah. Like have them screenshot your totals, your 30-day totals. And then you add up you know, what that is and then pay out that 5% that came back from Amazon or whatever the case is. So there's a little bit of manual work there. Um, they're not going to see the 10% you're getting. If you use that to kind of get that relationship going, then the way you can pitch it to them is send me a screenshot at the end of the month and I'll pay you the additional 5% or whatever for all those sales that they got through their link. Right. Yep. All right, Kels, last question. All right. Last one is from Claudia. Uh, should we try working with several influencers for a new product launch? And if so, should you have each of them promote your product all on different days to spread out the potential sales? Norm, that one's you too. Oh, okay. I was going to pass it on. Um, I think it's like uh, half a dozen one, half a dozen the other. Um, you know, I love a good spike in sales. And, you know, sometimes that can be more beneficial than spreading them out over a week or so. Um, you know, in a perfect world, um, you know, you've got two or three weeks of, of runway. Like, you know, I would never launch a product in just a week with PPC. So I'm doing that over 30 days or 60 days and really getting my data and making adjustments and things like that. So um, I, I would say if I have to choose one is spread it out. A lot of times when people have like, you know, their post gets in a shopping uh, top gifts guide or someone retweets it or like when one of my first brands, I got retweeted when I first got Twitter and I got 300 sales in a day. And I didn't, I didn't even know what I was doing. It was like an accident. I think that's more common for a lot of people than being super intentional and getting this right. So those are all still good things. If all your, if all your influencers posted at the same day, that's going to be okay too. If you can get as coordinated and you have enough of them to spread it out over every couple of days, um, I think that's ideal. So it, it's your, it's your decision. Right. Um, and, and I agree. I mean, it just really depends on how many influencers you're working with. Um, you know, you can stack them or you can go every other day or, you know, whatever. It just depends on how many you're working with. And one thing to keep in mind is before the launch, try to recruit all these, uh, people. Like I know for us, uh, you know, we've got a brand new launch that we just did and we had all these people lined up, uh, before the launch. So they've have, they, they have the product, they've used the product. They've done already some uh, some videos for us. They can post. They can post on their uh, social media platforms. So once we get going with it, it could be something new every day. They could provide us with content. So we get user-generated content. We can splice up a video. 
we can add uh, the uh, the images ourselves to the different social media platforms to repurpose it. So as a brand. Yep. Uh, I just saw something about Chad. So all right, Chad. <clears throat> it gets it's kind of confusing, but if I'm an affiliate marketer, okay, um, I'll go in and I'll try to find brands to work with. You can approach the affiliate and uh, and you know work with them directly directly influencers amazon influencers have an affiliate program and they have their influencer program so the influ or the associates program okay what, what it's called is you you can have a wish list uh you can just be on that wish list and if somebody goes over and buys that product they get a commission if they're working on an amazon live uh, and you're working directly with them, they get a sale, they get a commission. That's what they get paid for working with the brand. That's what Amazon pays. You don't pay it, Amazon pays it. Then for the brand, okay, this is completely separately. If somebody's working with you, an influencer is working with you, and you know they're giving you some content and they're driving traffic over, you might want to uh, get into the attribution program, which is also the second step is their brand referral program. Any external traffic that is driven by that influencer, okay, or by yourself, will receive a, uh, a 10% credit in your account uh, because you Amazon's rewarding you for driving external traffic. So there's two different ways of receiving money so what andrew was saying if i if i can sum it up uh, or recap is that you need you don't know what that influencer has made you get them to screenshot or sorry yeah the what what sales that have been made and then you can provide the influencer with the 10 percent or five percent or whatever you want to give them did I make, does that make sense? Yeah. You didn't say that. So it's, 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 it's two different, it's two different programs, Chad. Yeah. So one is on the brand side and one is on the influencer side or trying to mirror them. And Amazon's rewarding sellers for saying, Hey, if you go out there and do this work to get influencers, if you go out there and send your email traffic, or your SMS traffic or your YouTube traffic to Amazon, we're going to give you some of that money back so that you're, you're willing to have that conversion happen on Amazon instead of on your website. It's a kind of way of them incentivizing sellers to focus on on off Amazon stuff. Um, yeah. You know, and one other thing I wanted to add as a TikTok tip, I think, to add on to what you were saying just a second ago, Norm, is if you have a good influencer, if you're working with an influencer and they make a video for your brand and it does well, like it, it gets some views, you're like, wow, okay, that was one of the good ones of the 150. Well, you as a brand can have um, an advertising account and you can essentially – throw advertising dollars behind um, that influencer's video. So it's their video on their TikTok account. They posted it. It got the views it, it's going to get. You can kind of come behind it as a brand and you run ads on their video. The influencer loves it because they're like, wow, I'm getting free dollars and exposure and people are pushing me out there. Um, you love it because you're essentially taking their video that they made and getting more views on it. And you're only going to try to do that on the ones that do well. Right. Um, but it's it's something that doesn't really exist on the other platforms. Like, on the, someone can't post an Instagram post and then me go run ads behind their Instagram post. I can't do that. But on TikTok, you can. 
And so as you're starting to understand some of those influencers, test around, try some of that, throw, you know, throw $50 behind something, $100 behind something and see, you know, see if it gets going. Some things that have virality type of hashtags and virality type of like uh, content and others are like, it's a good video, but it's just not going to have enough searches for that hashtag or that product to get seen. And those are the ones you want to throw, you know, some ad dollars behind. It's still really, really affordable right now. Um, and just a little extra two cents on, on how to promote some of those videos. Yeah. And Andrew, uh, let's see. Oh, you've got it up there, Kels. The attribution link uh, does exactly that. You can see exactly the sales. However, you can't use an attribution link uh, on the uh, Amazon Live. So, uh, uh, again, it's just confusing the way that Amazon set it up. Okay, okay, I think that's it for questions. That is. Yep, we'll Perfect. Finish. Andrew, you're Thank you, everyone. Look. Thank you, everyone. Do... <laughs> I appreciate the participation. How do people get a hold of you or your company? Um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm Marknology, M-A-R-K-N-O-L-O-G-Y, Marknology.com, up here by my name. Um, and I'm not Mark. If you call me Mark, I'm putting you in a two-week wait list. Uh, no, I'm Drew. I'm Andrew. And Marknology is just a combination of marketing and technology. I kind of feel like that's where we live in e-commerce. Um, so just a fun play on words. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Andrew Morgans, at Andrew Morgans. I'm on LinkedIn, um, at Andrew Morgans. There's not a lot of Morgans with an S. So all those names are still left for me. I love chatting. Um, I know I, we, we're going to get one winner on the 30-minute audit, but I'd love to chat with anybody. Um, I'm, I've got my own podcast and I'll actually be hosting Norm. Uh, our, our video won't post this week, but we're going to record this week. Uh, Start a Puzzle. Um, I, there's four hosts on that podcast. I'm one of them. I, I post on Amazon e-commerce on Tuesdays. I'm going to be getting into Norm. We're going to be talking more um, and having a lot of fun. So I uh, would love to interact with anyone. And thank you so much for uh, everyone's participation and time. All right. So this is the absolute last time you can uh, enter the draw today for uh, Mark's uh, giveaway. Mark's luck. Mark, I got you. I got I'm you. on. I'm on a two week wait list now. Andrews, uh, the consult. So he's giving away a 30 minute consult. Once again, if you've been listening to the podcast, this guy's knowledgeable. So I've seen him all over the place at all sorts of different events. Uh, this is something that he doesn't normally do. So hashtag Wheel of Kelsey and tag two people. You'll get an uh, opportunity to enter a second time. Before we get to it, let's just have our last word from our sponsor. I want to give a quick shout out to an incredible group of sponsors that help us produce this podcast for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Lunch with Norm would not be possible without the support of the following sponsors. Post Purchase Pro, Clear Ads, Goldstein Law, Honu Worldwide, Extreme Power, Jeff Schick Law, Netfluence, Startup Club, and Dragonfish Brand Management. Thank you, and you're awesome. Now back to the show. There we go. All right. So you've never seen this before, Andrew. Uh, it's time. It's time for the Wheel of Elsie. All right. Yes, it's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. 
Here we go. I'll share my screen. Uh, we do this every single podcast. So if you're new to this, uh, you can come back Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noon Eastern time and uh, you can enter again. So here we go. Shuffle them up and give it a spin. Uh, if you are the winner, please email me k at lunchwithnorm.com. And it looks oh, like Luke, Luke is the winner. Perfect. All right. Congratulations. Okay, so that's it. I hope you like today's podcast. Andrew, if you want to stick around for a minute, um, you'll be backstage. And then uh, maybe we can uh, just touch base for a second. But thank okay. you so much for uh, coming on today. Uh, really enjoyed it. I, I know we went all over the map, but uh, I think sometimes that's better than just sticking on topic. <laughs> I'm an old I guy. had a great time. Thank you, you know, so I, much. I, I had my own Easter eggs. So uh, anyways. <laughs> All right, Andrew, thank you so much. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcasts, click over here. Lunch with the, lunch with the, lunch with the.